out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. The Lord bless the reading of his word. We are continuing our series on the Ten Commandments. And um, on Wednesday, we looked at verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Today, we will look at, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not kill. Now, let me explain to you, so that we understand what we are doing. What's going on? Why are we looking at the Ten Commandments? What exactly is God's purpose? Why does he want us to spend some time and study the Ten ten Commandments. What's happening in the spirit realm as we spend time with the Ten Commandments is that which is called sanctification. There's a process going out in the spirit realm today, even as we spend time with these commandments, for those who will hear and do that which they hear. John chapter 15 verse 3, the Bible says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now, the word of God, the Bible tells us, has cleansing power. John 15:3 is what Jesus speaking, saying, Now ye are clean through the words I have spoken unto you. I've explained this several times, that whenever you sit in church and the word of God is going forth, there's a cleansing process that is going on. And even as you spend time with the Ten Commandments, there's more than a cleansing process going on. What is actually going on is, is a sanctification process. So that at the end of this study, we will stand before God justified. Justified means just as if I have never sinned. And many of us who have been believing God, that's for those who will hear the word of God and make amendments. If you are here and you are still fighting with your parents, then nothing will happen. Because if you've heard on Wednesday that you cannot fight your parents, 
then you go back home and you make what? Amends. Then God will bless you. But you can hear the word of God and do nothing about it, then God will not do anything about your case. But those of us who make amends, you'll find that those things that you've been believing God for will suddenly come to pass. You'll just find that God has moved on your behalf. So today we want to spend some time and look at this commandment. I think this commandment number six that says, Thou shall not kill. What then is it to kill? I'll just stay on level one today. I don't know when we'll do level two. But basically what that means is, Thou shall not commit murder. To kill is to take away life. Everybody say to kill is to take away life. So let's find out then what then is life. Life is a gift from God which flows in us and it is the very essence of God himself. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. The Bible says in Genesis 2 verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. A man became a living soul. So there's an essence that's in God that is called life that God puts in each one of us. And that's why we are alive today. Life is a gift that comes from God. John chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible says of Jesus, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So as far as God is concerned, what he wants for you and I is life. He wants us to live. But the enemy has a different agenda. And his agenda, the Bible tells us in John chapter 10 verse 10, is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the mission statement of the enemy. But Jesus' mission statement is that I am come that they might have what? Life. And have it how? more abundantly so God wants us to have not just life but the fullness of life which is that which is in God that's why he says in Exodus 20 13 thou shall not kill each time life is taken away in road accidents each time life is taken away by all these crazy ritual killers. Each time life is taken away by armed robbers, by remote control sickness, and such like, it is the enemy that is at work. Oftentimes using human agents. And the issue of taking away life has taken huge proportions in the United States and in the developed world, such that people can be categorized into two groups those who believe in choice and those who believe in life. The pro-choice people believe that a woman has a right to terminate a pregnancy. And the pro-life people say nobody has a right to terminate life. And today, it's such a major thing. Governments come in, governments go away based on their position on who can commit abortion and who cannot commit abortion. The interesting thing is, many of us who are Christians, 
don't really regard the business of abortion as anything. But God does. God does. Because it has to do with preserving or taking away life. I want to spend some time today and just look at who are the people involved in an abortion. And we'll find that quite a number of us here, one way or the other, have had something to do with an abortion. The pregnant woman has something to do with an abortion. The man that is responsible for the pregnancy has something to do with an abortion. The doctor who performs the abortion. The nurses and other medical staff who perform that abortion. Sometimes there's a good Samaritan who comes along. There are one or two people here. You've paid for an abortion. You just paid because you have money. You have something to do with an abortion. There are many of us who are sabi-sabi amebos. So you are the one who is like the encyclopedia for recommending the best abortion clinic. You have something to do with an abortion. You have blood on your hands. Many of us sympathize with people who are going to have an abortion. We understand why they must have an abortion. You have blood on your hands. Because all of that is a process of what? Of taking away life. Now you cannot be in the place where you support and are involved in the taking away of life. And then by the same token, turn around and want God to heal you. And want God to preserve your life. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work that way. Jesus himself states in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. Everybody say life. That thing that is called life is the very essence and nature of God. And he gives it to you and I as a gift. You know, we can't therefore preside over the loss of life and then expect and call ourselves Christians. Some of us, before we became Christians, have procured the help of agents of darkness to help us against our enemies. I know the story of somebody who went to see a lady because somebody was worrying him in his office. So the lady just did one small thing for him. And then the, it didn't mean that the man would die, but the man died. Of course, he ran away from that lady. But, you know, he paid for and procured the services of an agent of darkness to snuff away somebody else's life. And sometimes out of ignorance, before we became Christians, I don't think that anybody who is still a Christian still goes to the agents of darkness to help them with uh, their enemies. But some of us have asked for the help of people to deal with our enemies. And the enemies have promptly been knocked out. So you've paid for and snuffed out life. I think it was in papers yesterday, uh, a new wife poisoned a whole family. And then one day that person can walk into the city of David and lift up her hands and say, Praise the Lord, say hallelujah. Thou shall not kill. That's the word of God. And we see that when Jesus walked the face of the earth, 
all he did throughout was continually to push back the hands of death. And the most classic one for us in this church is found in John chapter 11. Turn with me to John chapter 11. I'll read from verse 34. Okay, but let's all read together, since it's the word of God. Let's read together 34 to 44, 10 verses. I hope we all have our Bibles here. One, two, go. And they said, Where have ye laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people we stand by, I said it, that they may believe, that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. So we see Jesus here coming against death and bringing, as it were, forth life from death. That's God's position all the time. We cannot align ourselves against God by doing things that destroy life and then saying we are Christians and then hoping and praying that God would do something to preserve our own lives. You cannot walk against life and then want God to preserve your own life. But today, as I said, it's a day of sanctification. I'm not going to ask how many people today have presided over the snuffing out of life. But each person here knows those things that they have done. And you know those things that have resulted in the loss of life. Sometimes out of ignorance. But God wants to bring us to the place of sanctification. So we are going to do two things today. One is we are going to enter into that place of abundant life. But before we do so, we've got to first make amends. I remember a long time ago, um, a young lady who had, um, she had cancer of the breast and was dying. She was just a living corpse. She couldn't stand because all that left was left was just a skeletal frame and um, we prayed with her and prayed with her for a long time I've told this story before and um, one day I just was trying to find out what exactly 
was wrong in this situation found out that she had actually committed abortion nine times and I said to her have you ever said you are sorry to God it never occurred to her she, she had claimed to be a Christian anyway we got her to the place of spending time over a whole day of saying sorry to God nine different times and as soon as she finished saying she was sorry she just died you know so um, many who have never said sorry to God we just carry on as if life is normal today is a day of cleansing it's a day of sanctification you know those of us who have procured these things those who have been the chief advisors on where to go and do it best all of us are guilty it's good to smile I want us to spend some time first and just speak to God today if we know that we have done things that we ought not to have done shall we just bow our heads even this morning and just tell God quietly where you are and say to him Lord I'm sorry I really am I ask that the blood of Jesus will cleanse me and wash me clean today please Lord God Almighty tell him today that you are sorry and he is here and is willing to forgive you and wash you clean as if you have never sinned let's not miss this opportunity today now as we are praying there are some of us who are here what we need to do is first commit our lives to Christ we have never done so but the fact that we are in church we believe that we are Christians you cannot be a Christian by association even as all heads are bowed and people are praying there's one prayer you need to pray first you see you can't go to Jesus and say I'm sorry if he's not yet your Lord and Savior so you've got to First, say to him, Lord, please accept me as one of your own. I accept that you are my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. I accept you died on the cross for me. May the blood of Jesus, let it wash me clean now. Please accept me as one of your own. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I hand over this life back unto you, for this life has come from you. If you need to pray that prayer today, and you have never prayed that prayer, you have never made a commitment to Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, please do so now. But as you do so, because we need to tell you what has happened to you, please put up your hand wherever you are, and the ushers will put a card in your hand. Please don't be ashamed, don't be shy. This is before God, not before any human being. It's something that God says must be done. You must do it. If you don't do it, then you are on your own. We've got to live this life according to the rules and dictates of God. If you've never committed your life to Jesus, today is a good day to do so. Just lift up your hand wherever you are and we'll put a card in that hand. When you get the card, you put it on your hand and just ask the Lord to save your soul. Ask him to forgive all your sins and he will do so. The ushers are looking out for you right now to put that card in your hand. We need to put a card in your hand. God bless you. We need to put a card in your hand. Once you get the card, you put down your hand. The rest of us, let's just spend some time, God bless you, and speak to the Lord today. Father, we come before your throne of grace, your throne of mercy. We come by the blood of Jesus, the precious, the eternal blood of Jesus. Whenever you feel like, just put up your hand. And there's a hand there, yes. And they'll put a card in your hand. When you get the card, you put down your hand. But the rest of us, let's just speak to the Lord today. Today is a day of sanctification and cleansing. All of us who have blood on our hands, today the blood of Jesus will cleanse us and God will put us before him as if we have never sinned. 
So let's speak to him. Do not tell him any lie. No justification. Do not justify the reasons why you did what you did. Just confess your sins and then leave the rest with God. Father, we come before your throne of grace, your throne of mercy. We come by the blood of Jesus. We plead that precious eternal blood of Jesus. Your word says if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us. Even as we confess our sins today, Lord, we say, Lord, have mercy upon us. Cleanse us, O Lord, with the precious blood of Jesus. And forgive each and every one of us, Lord. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Now, what I want us to do next, this you can stand, you can sit if you want. I want us all who are here today, because God's word says, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Everything, listen carefully to me, everything that is in you, in your life, that is dying, will come back to life today. That's what Lazarus comfort means. He that was dead for four days came back to life. Every ailment, sickness that is in your body, that is threatening your life, today will come back to life. Because the word of God says, thou shalt not kill. No one has the right to take life. Only God has that right. And we can speak to him today. So what I want us to do is, I'm going to give you about five minutes to sit down quietly or stand. Just bring that situation before God. Talk to him about it. Tell him that you want Lazarus to come forth in this situation of my life. Tell him as if you were sitting before him. He is here and he will hear you. And today, life will come forth from death. Anything that is sickness, anything that is dying, today will come back to life. Just speak to the Lord by ourselves for the next few minutes. Nazoto zaki bazaka bazaki mazakenda it is you we come before lord you are he alone in whom there is life lord your word says thou shalt not kill we have come almighty god today because you have come that we might have life and have it more abundantly lord we say let lazarus come forth in every life that is here today everything in us that's dying let it come back to life lord every ailment that is in the bodies of your people lord your word says, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. Today, let all such plants of sickness be rooted out of bodies here. Everything, almighty God, that is not of you, that will take away life, we say in the name of Jesus, let it come to an end today. And let life come forth. Life, let it come forth more abundantly, Lord. More abundantly, Lord. Matoze teze Lord, we come before your throne of grace, your throne of mercy. We say today, do that which only you can do. Spirit of life, come take complete control of every situation here today. Let life burst forth in every soul, in every cell, in every organ that is here, Lord. We say in the name of Jesus, everything that will take away life, Today we come against it with the blood of Jesus. We root it out, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. We say he has no place in us. He has no power over us. For we are children of the living God. Lord, it is your word we bring into this auditorium, Lord. Into every life here today we say, let Lazarus come forth, Lord. Lord, 
matosa kibaza katayade nande zekete malikata Lord Jesus, touch each and every one of us. Lord, touch each and every one of us. You know us, for you are He who made us in your image and your likeness. Oh, we stand before you today and say, Do something for us that we shall remember this day by Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.
Turn with me to Psalm 118 verse 17. I want us all to proclaim that together. Psalm 118 verse 17. Let's take it seriously. And then flip over to Psalm 91 verse 16. I'll tell you what to do. And John 14, 19. So let's put those scriptures on the, on the screen, please. Psalm 118, 17 simply says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. So we are going to spend some time and just proclaim over ourselves, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Then you can do something with it. Say, none in my family shall die. We shall live, we shall declare the works of the Lord. Then Psalm 91 verse 16 says, the Lord, For the Lord will satisfy me with long life and show me what? His salvation. John 14, 19 says, Because Jesus lives I shall live also. Then you come back to, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. These are proclamations. Do you understand? Okay, let's lift up our voices and go ahead and proclaim. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. 